0: Welcome everyone, I'm your host, Emerson Green. So there are a number of slogans one hears in the online atheist community, some of them purporting to be epistemic principles or rules of thumb. Unfortunately many of them are only correct if we interpret them very narrowly, and often not in the way they were intended, while others are just plain wrong. So today we're starting a new series about a few mistaken ideas concerning epistemology that seem fairly widespread in the atheist community. I should mention that there is some technical language, probably much more, in this first episode of the series than there will be in future episodes. Sorry about that, but I always explain what I mean. So, if you're not following certain parts of it, just don't panic. One reason why I left in some of the technical stuff and didn't translate it is because eventually this series is going to be put together in one big video, and there will be stuff on screen. And the technical parts are way easier to follow when you can see what I'm saying. So that's why it was left in. Some of this stuff just doesn't lend itself to audio. But if you're getting lost, don't worry. It will be explained in English. And like I said, this episode is a little bit more heavy on some jargony type language that is not really there in the later episodes. Alright, let's get started. Is no evidence for theism. As I said, some of the ideas we'll be analyzing are only correct if we interpret them very narrowly, and often not in the way they were intended, but others are just wrong. This is in the just wrong category. So, first, what is evidence? The idea that there's no evidence for theism is hard to take seriously once we understand what epistemologists typically mean by evidence. Let's look at three very brief explanations of what evidence is supposed to be. This is from Ygon Kim. Quote, the concept of evidence is inseparable from that of justification. One thing is evidence for another, just in case the first tends to enhance the reasonableness or justification of the second. End quote. This is from Victor de Fate. The most widely accepted probabilistic account of evidence is the so-called increase in probability or positive relevance account. The idea is simply that E is evidence for H if and only if E makes H more probable and this is from Thomas Kelly. The idea that the probability calculus provides the key to understanding the relation of confirmation is central to Bayesianism, the dominant view within contemporary confirmation theory. Evidence confirms a theory just in case that evidence makes the theory more likely to be true. Evidence disconfirms a theory just in case the evidence renders the theory less likely to be true. The Bayesian takes these platitudes at face value and offers the following probabilistic explication of what it is for E to be evidence for H. E is evidence for H if and only if the probability of E given H is greater than the probability of H. That is, E is evidence for H just in case the conditional probability of H on E is greater than the unconditional probability of H. Thus, the fact that the suspect's blood is on the knife is evidence for the hypothesis that the suspect committed the murder if and only if the probability that the suspect committed the murder is greater, given that his blood is on the knife, than it would be otherwise. End quote and in case it's not clear, H usually stands in for hypothesis, and E usually stands in for evidence. Some of that language might be unfamiliar, but the idea is actually really simple. When we say something like E is evidence for H if and only if the probability of H on E is greater than the unconditional probability of H in the context of theism, we're asking if the hypothesis of theism is better off or worse off or the same once we take into account some fact about our world. So just take theism by itself, you know, it has whatever probability it has, and then we take into account some fact about the world. Does it make theism more likely, less likely, or is it irrelevant? If you're unsure of whether it raises or lowers the probability, you can ask yourself if we failed to make that observation. This is something we'll get more into in the next section, but a fact about our world can only be evidence for a hypothesis if that fact failing to obtain would be evidence against the hypothesis. Too many people try to have it both ways, where some fact about our world is evidence for theism, but if we failed to observe it, it wouldn't be evidence against theism. So if you think about something like divine hiddenness, would theism be better off if there were no non-resistant non-believers? Well, yeah, it would be better off if everyone who rejected theism was a resistant non-believer. So the fact that there are non-resistant non-believers is evidence against theism. The absence of non-resistant non-believers would enhance the reasonableness of theism. That's pretty obvious. If every single person who rejected theism had some kind of really obvious emotional problem with theism. But the fact that there are non-resistant non-believers, theists who desperately did not want to lose their faith, who lost it anyway, and atheists who are open to God but are just unconvinced of his existence, the fact that people like that exist, means that theism is worse off than it would be if those people didn't exist, and everyone was resistant to theism in some way. Anyway, I only bring it up because you can't have it both ways. If E is evidence for H, then it follows that not E is evidence against H. So that's a handy little way of figuring out whether E is evidence for H. Well, what if not E? Sometimes the inverse can be clearer. Okay, so in this case, the hypothesis is theism. Is there anything? literally anything about our world that makes a positive difference here, that provides a theist with any justification? Is there just one feature of reality that makes even slightly more sense on theism than atheism? Is there a lone example, a single fact about our world, where the probability of H conditional on E is greater than the unconditional probability of H? It would be a miracle if there was literally no evidence for theism. Not a single fact about our world that left the probability of theism greater than it would have been had that fact not obtained. And this is all the more obvious if we're comparing theism to naturalism or the hypothesis of indifference. Is there any fact about our world you can think of that is more likely to be a fact in a world where God exists versus a world where God doesn't exist and the universe is totally indifferent to life, value, beauty, and consciousness? Something that might form a roadblock here is a further mistake about the significance of evidence. An observation favors hypothesis 1 over hypothesis 2 if h1 assigns to that observation a probability that's greater than the probability that h2 assigns to that observation. Similarly, e being evidence for h just means that the probability of h given e is greater than the probability of h all on its lonesome. This implies nothing about the prior probability of a hypothesis, nor does it imply anything about the overall or all-things-considered probability. You can concede that something is evidence for a hypothesis without conceding that that hypothesis is likely all things considered. Nothing I've said so far implies that the evidence in question needs to dramatically raise the probability of H, or make H more likely true than not. Evidential support is not necessarily all that significant. Something can, of course, be very weak evidence for a hypothesis. And there are other possibilities as well. So here are four ways an atheist can grant that there is evidence for theism while remaining an atheist. I don't claim that these are exhaustive, by the way. a There is evidence for theism, but the evidence isn't strong. b There is evidence for theism, but the low prior probability of theism renders the posterior probability of theism to be fairly low as well. In other words, even after taking the evidence into account. c there is evidence for theism, but it's swamped by the evidence against theism. D. There seems to be evidence for theism, but it's problematically understated. For those who are unfamiliar with Paul Draper's insight on understated evidence, here's a short explanation. Quote, this mistake in reasoning is committed when one uses some relatively general known fact about X to support a hypothesis when a more specific fact about X, that is also known to obtain, fails to support that hypothesis. For example, a prosecutor might try to mislead a jury by pointing out that the defendant bought a knife just days before the victim was stabbed, neglecting to mention that the knife that was purchased is a butter knife. End quote. To reiterate a key point, evidential support is not necessarily all that significant. Granting that there is evidence for a hypothesis doesn't imply anything about the overall reasonableness of that hypothesis. You might be thinking hey, this is all quite permissive when you think about it. The probability of H on E just needs to be greater than the probability of H by itself? Wouldn't such a lax view of evidence mean that there's evidence for all kinds of crazy things, things which we'd agree are false? Yes, that's the point. The way that epistemologists speak about evidence is fairly permissive. That's why it's so patently absurd to claim that there is literally zero evidence for God. Nothing about life or consciousness or even the fact that people believe in God in the first place? The probability of theism equals the probability of theism given E, no matter what stands in for E. Again, it would be a miracle if we lived in a world where that was the case. Evidential support happens all over the place. There's some evidence for practically every crazy thing you can think of. One thing is evidence for another if the first enhances the reasonableness of the second. That implies nothing about the overall reasonableness of the second. There are plenty of isolated facts about our world that raise the probability of some hypothesis, even though that hypothesis is still likely false. In case it's not clear, there can be evidence for things that are false. Even if God doesn't exist, there could still be evidence for God. And even if God does exist, there could still be evidence against God. If something is true, that doesn't mean there's literally no evidence against it. I
1: think, I think part of the problem here is just the way that almost everyone who isn't fairly well uh, read—well, I mean, you don't have to—you don't have to be particularly well read—but there's an attitude um, in lots of discourse around religion. I mean, in lots of things generally, but it comes out in religion often. If something's false, it can't have every, any evidence in favour of it, right? You see, new atheists say that this. We also see Christian apologists say things like this, right? If Christianity is true, it can't be that the problem of evil is is evidence for atheism. Atheism is false. There can't be any evidence, there can't be anything that rationally makes you think it's right, right. And so, and that's obviously, that's just mistaken, right? If 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 you're, I think, even quite novice in, in whatever, philosophy of religion, Bayesianism, philosophy generally, but even <laughs> any field, history, right? Like you, you just know that's not true. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, I think, I, I'm happy to admit that the problem of evil is, uh, evidence for atheism because I think there's stronger evidence against atheism. I just think people should be more willing, to, more willing to say that and they'll look a little bit less ridiculous.
0: By the way, I have a whole playlist called Devil's Advocate Mode if you're looking for something more specific regarding the defense of theism. And I can also recommend Joe Schmid's video, Why I'm an Agnostic, to hear about some of the evidence for theism from someone who is not a theist. And I just thought of one thing that might help clarify take a statement like, You don't need a God to explain anything about the world. I think that's true, even though I think there's definitely some evidence for theism. While there is some evidence for theism, there is no fact about the world that you need a God to explain, where it's necessary to invoke God. So hopefully that clears up something that's not meant by evidence. It doesn't mean thing that can only be explained by reference to God. That's not what evidence for theism means. So what if we interpret this no-evidence-for-God statement more charitably to mean something like, there's no good evidence for theism? First of all, if that's what you mean, then just say that. It's not exactly onerous to add literally one word to the claim, especially when that one word is a qualification that changes the meaning of the sentence. And what is meant by good evidence? Evidence that should convince any rational person to be a theist? That would be quite a high standard and even many theists in that case would reject the notion that there's good evidence for theism. But if we lower the standard to mean something more reasonable, the statement becomes nothing like the intended message for many of those who say there is no evidence for theism. If you ask them for an elaboration on that statement, many atheists will give you several synonyms for zero. They really do mean there is no evidence for theism. There is apparently not one fact about our world that fits the bill that makes even slightly more sense on theism than atheism. Maybe they mean evidence in a narrow scientific sense, but scientific evidence is a subset of the general category of evidence. There can be non-scientific evidence from your senses and from testimony, for example. Virtually every conviction has been a wrongful conviction if every non-scientific bit of evidence is epistemically worthless. More reasonably, maybe you consider something evidence for a hypothesis only if it makes that hypothesis decently more probable than it was before. It has to be strong evidence to count as evidence. But weak evidence is evidence too. It's just weak. On another reading, the statement, there is no good evidence for God, becomes fairly redundant. You're an atheist, and presumably you're rational. So of course you don't think there's any really compelling evidence for theism that overcomes its low priors and swamps other considerations. Otherwise you wouldn't be an atheist. You'd be an agnostic or a theist. Saying, I'm an atheist because there's no good evidence for theism, is a bit like saying, I'm an atheist because I think atheism is probably true. Well, I should hope so. It'd be pretty weird to be an atheist who thinks theism is probably true. I wouldn't try to salvage this slogan. It makes atheists sound like they haven't thought about what evidence means. If I was forced at gunpoint, the strongest version of there's no evidence for theism that I could endorse in good faith would be much if not most of the evidence cited in favor of theism is disputable or problematically understated. What evidence remains is swamped by the evidence against theism. Not quite as catchy and bears virtually no relation to the original message. Hey, so that was part one of our series about atheist mistakes in epistemology. Part two about the falsifiability of theism is out now for patrons, should be out in a few days for non patrons on this podcast feed. If you're looking for some general epistemology stuff, I have a different series over on Walden Pod where we're talking about some issues in epistemology that are not strictly related to religion and atheism. This has been Counter Apologetics. Thank you for listening. I've been Emerson Green, and I'll talk to you next time.